for the last few FOMC meetings, stocks have pumped and the next day stocks have dumped. Okay, it's just what happens. If that doesn't happen, we are in a new paradigm. If we dump again, I think all bets are off and we're back to probably trying to retest some old lows and maybe even we even go lower. But my bet, by the way, is it's different this time. That was Gavin. I'm Rish and welcome to Tomorrow's News. Any information in this podcast is not intended to promote or recommend any particular product or services offered by Bell's family and associates. It does not take into account the objectives, financial situation, or needs of any investor. Before making an investment decision, investors should seek professional advice. It's been an eventful week. Inflation is still rising globally. The Federal Reserve has increased rates for the fourth time. The markets have rallied so far, but will that hold? Here's what Gavin has to say about tomorrow's news. Hi, Gavin. Good evening, Rish. Nice to uh, be chatting with you on this chilly, uh, chilly Sydney evening. Yeah, it's been raining so much here in Melbourne. So a lot's been happening. What did you want to catch me up on today? Well, look, I've been up since 3.45 a.m. because... uh, at 4 a.m. our time here in Sydney, the FOMC releases their minutes, and then at 4.30 a.m., Chairman Powell has a press conference, and these things are really critical at the moment in terms of the direction of markets. Not only uh, U.S. markets, but really global markets. The reality is the Fed and the U.S. dollar sets the tone for everything that's going on. So we've had a little rally in markets going into the Fed hike. And if you've been living under a rock, the Fed hike, 75 basis points. But is it a sustainable rally? Is it a bear market rally? Is it a durable low? That means we've found the lows in equities and now we slowly grind higher and we produce over the next 12 months or so on the S&P 500. Um, double-digit returns. So that's the real question that we're trying to answer at the moment. And that's what I've been doing since 4 a.m. And it's now 5.30 p.m. Where do you stand on that question? Look, I have the benefit of speaking to a ton of really smart people. And the old joke is, right, like pessimists sound smart, but optimists make money. So there was a lot of pessimism going into the Fed hike. That being that they're going to raise 75 basis points, monetary conditions are tightening, inflation isn't under control, Mm -hmm. the comments from the Fed wouldn't be what we call dovish, that is more indicative of easy money, and that we would see this rally that had gone about 8% or so, 7-8%, fade back and we'd retest those lows, and in fact we'd go lower. History would be if we're going to follow a path like 2001 to 2003, that we're going to go 20 or 25% lower. But everybody was wrong because that's what markets do. They generally confound us. So what I would say is good news is we had a great rally in markets. Bad news is the history of the last number of Fed meetings is the stocks have rallied on the day of the meeting and then sold off over the coming days sometimes pretty materially. My bet is that it's going to be different this time, that this bear market rally, if it's going to be a bear market rally, has more to go. 
and then we'll reach a pivot point, a question. So the S&P 500 right now sits around about 4,050 or 60, so just a little higher than here. Technically, people are going to say, we're going to go higher. We're definitely going higher. If we don't breach that, we're going lower. So it's, it's on the one hand, on the other hand. And then the six-month moving average sits around about 4,200. And if we can breach that and hold that, then maybe we've got a durable low that lasts for nine to 12 months and we slowly grind my markets higher. These are the S&P 500. So these are the big cap, big cap stocks that really matter. That's the question we're trying to answer. Yeah. So um, what does an investor do at this point? What do I do? Do I buy? Do I not buy? Do I hold? What does one do? Does it depend on my portfolio? Right. No, no. That's a great, that's a great question, Rich, because you know, what I've given you is uh, the old joke about I'm looking for a one-handed lawyer because my lawyer keeps saying on the one hand and then on the other hand. So here's what I would say is somewhat consensus. But I also think it's probably on balance wise investment approach. First of all, when it comes to equities, if you look over time, if you hold equities for 10 years, you generally generate double digit returns, okay? If you hold the S&P 500 for 10 years, you pretty much can't lose money, right? If you take that approach. And so I would never say be all in or be all out. Sure. What you're really talking about is what's my weighting. So I would say you should still be cautiously underweight equities if you've got a long-term view, because I think you're going to find opportunities over the next six months that will likely be more opportune to take your equity weighting up. Okay. My view would be, you're going to get another shot at this. If you're a more short-term oriented person, you might take your equity weight up for a period knowing that there's more in this rally. But the thing that seems pretty clear is that we've defined the peak for now at least of where bonds, yeah. the US 10 year and so forth, have peaked in terms of yield. Okay, so the price is at the low and they're probably their price goes higher over time and it goes higher because the market gets worse and eventually the Fed will cut rates. So we know that the Fed is probably gonna raise rates at least another three or four more times. And we know that they're probably gonna then end up cutting rates at some point in the 2023 because they're going to bring on a pretty sustained recession. Yeah. So in terms of capitalizing on that, do you think there's a better time, like knowing that the Fed are going to do this, right? Is now a better time to capitalize on that? Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. The history of Fed fund hiking cycles is so uneven that it's not clear that you should buy equities after the fourth hike, which is what we've got. Yeah. So what that tells you is you can get rallies, but it's really unclear what happens now. There's no pattern. There are patterns in other parts of the market though. And that is that once the Fed starts rate hiking rates, they always slow the economy and always end up in a period where they then need to start cutting rates. So in general, you make money owning bonds, right? You make money owning bonds during these periods, right? In general, your bond returns are better than your equity returns. 
Now, again, those aren't perfect either, but that's probably the one thing you want to consider. The other thing I would say is that in general, after we start getting hikes like this, we create the preconditions for when we also get big downdrafts in equities. So that's something to think about, right? Like we're setting up for the most dangerous spot, but we're going to do better owning bonds, you know, across all cycles during this period than we do anything else. Right. So this is probably the period to be looking at buying longer duration yield, right? TLT is the symbol for the long duration bond and ETF on, in, in the US that's often used for this purpose. Cool. Right. I guess my question was a little more about the timing of it. So it's always the question, right? And remember, markets are largely game theory, right? Yeah. I mean, nothing I am saying here is unknown to anybody managing money in the world. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So there's, to a great extent, there are no mysteries here. What there is, is patterns of the past. And so what we try to interpret is based on what has occurred during the past, what's the most likely thing to occur in the future. But, you know, the, the way that the world works, as you would know, is that it's always different this time, right? There's never been, there's never been a cycle like this. And let me tell you what that cycle is. There's no question that the US economy is slowing. There's no question the Australian economy is slowing. Everybody would say that's right. true. But employment, unemployment, wages are still climbing. Unemployment is no different than it was. In fact, it looks like it's just as just hanging in or at the lows that it was some months ago before all of this. And wages continue, although a little bit slower, wages continue to rise. So we are in a very different cycle because in a normal cycle, we would start to see job losses impact the market. The economy slows, people get laid off and so forth. It's pretty intuitive. We are not seeing that. Might mean that inflation is much stickier because if people don't lose their jobs, then they keep spending. And if people are afraid of letting go of employees, because they can't get them back. They don't let them go. And if they're afraid of being able to hire people to even operate their business, they might continue to pay them more. All of which pushes inflation forward. Unfortunately, in order to kill inflation, you need to just make, you need to reduce demand. How do you reduce demand? <laughs> sort of make everyone a little poorer, right? It's just that simple. But we don't have that cycle. It's fascinating. And you heard Powell talk about it today. You've heard everyone talk about it. It's not unknown. It's how do we go through this? Now, my view, Rish, is this, is that we could be in a weird cycle where unemployment stays low for much longer through this period of economic slowdown and then very quickly rises. And it very quickly rises for two reasons. Reason number one is there's just fewer jobs to go around, right? Everyone's slower, so there's fewer jobs to go around. Right. And, and number two is that because everyone's a little poorer, right? The house prices are down, 
things are more expensive, but maybe you haven't been working or whatever. Everyone goes, oh, I better go out and get a job. And so very quickly, rather than in a normal slow arc, very quickly we start to see unemployment rise, right? Reshuffling of the decks, everybody's now back in the labor force and so forth. If we do see that, we will likely push the economy into a very quick and deep recession, generally bad for stocks, particularly financial stocks, and likely cause the Fed that's been on this hiking cycle to very quickly have to cut rates. Now, what everybody hopes is that, oh, don't worry, I listened to this podcast with this guy named Gavin, he'll see it coming. He'll tell me the week before, right? <laughs> Before the, the week before the big crash, I'll listen to this podcast. I'll be like, oh, thank goodness. I'm just going to sell everything. Wait for the big crash and buy it all back. If only, right? Even the Fed would agree. They just have imperfect data about how this is all going to play out. And then you overlay all of everything I've said is really well into the U.S. You overlay China, lockdowns potential credit crisis, I'll call it that, around their banks and their developer loans. You overlay Europe, massive energy inflation alongside um, economic slowdown, in part brought on by higher costs of energy and so forth. You overlay all of these elements and you realize we are in very unsettled times. These are not the times to sort of go all in, if you will, uh, there are the times to be very nimble, but I would say that since nothing I've said so far is going to be alien from markets, that one of the things that we need to be careful about is after I've said all of that, you say, well, thank you, Gavin. I'm just going to keep my cash in this little box under my bed, and then I'll listen to your podcast. You'll tell me where to buy. I'm going to say to you, the markets know all of this and often will climb the wall of worry. The wall of worry is, oh my goodness, Russia. Oh my goodness, unemployment. Oh my goodness, housing. Oh my goodness. But weirdly enough, stocks keep rallying because equities in particular, but all markets are forward looking. They're only a small part of their value has to do with conditions today. The vast majority of their value comes from the future. And so the future, of course, in some ways, because it's so negative today and so concerning today, so it's really dark today, but that just means it's gonna be that much brighter in the future. So we say equities climb a wall of worry. There's a million reasons why they shouldn't be going up. This is wrong mm -hmm. and that's wrong, but they do. So that's the caution. The caution is you cannot be zero weight and a hundred weight because it is almost impossible to predict and the history of the investing world would be the worst thing you can be is out of the market. Thank you. That is a lot to chew on. One thing that I did want to note was in the last few episodes, we've gone over how is this an unprecedented time or is this a little different from before? And you've always been very strongly of the opinion that Things are always a little chaotic. There's always some crisis, but nothing's unprecedented. So I just wanted to note that this is a complete 180 from what you've said on the last few podcasts. And I didn't know if you realized that. that. I love that. 
For our discussion on why these times are unprecedented, check out our bonus episode this week. Hint, the answer is unemployment. And now, back to tomorrow's news. Cool. So just bringing us back to the topic a little bit, is there anything else I should know for this week? What's going to be in tomorrow's news, Gavin? Yeah, look, I think the most important thing to watch out for is actually what happens between it's now uh, 6 p.m. in Sydney. I'm going to call it in the next 12 hours, okay, between 6 p.m. Sydney and 6 a.m. Sydney. And 6 a.m. Sydney is 4 p.m. in the U.S. And that's because for the last few FOMC meetings, stocks have pumped and the next day stocks have dumped, okay? If that happens, well, that's one regular. It's just what happens. If that doesn't happen, we are in a new paradigm. And I think that means that we're going to see a pretty significant rally in, in risk and inequities and that we likely have a pretty significant rally through the month of August. If we dump again, I think all bets are off and we're back to probably trying to retest some old lows and maybe even we even go lower. But my bet, by the way, is it's different this time. And I guess we'll find out soon. Well, you'll know in 12 hours. Yeah. We'll f- yeah. Okay. Thanks, Kevin. Thank you very much, Rish. Appreciate it. Always lovely chatting with you. And that's tomorrow's news. Quick update. Since recording this, what we did find is that the markets continued in their relief rally, and we are possibly not in the same cycle anymore. For more on this, catch our bonus episode about unemployment, aka why Gavin thinks this is a new regime. If you have any questions for Gavin or thoughts you disagree on, join our conversation on the BFA Discord server at the link below. See you next week. Thank you.